and then just picking it up from in front of them and putting it down in front of them again. Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I'm not doing something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You when you something. take and when they put it in front of you and you take it back and put it back in front of them. Oh man, I gotta <laughs> buy that game. That is such a good game. This is Cardboard, the board game podcast. I'm Devon Body. And I'm Steve Davis. Welcome back to another episode. Yep. Welcome to 2021. Happy Thank New Year. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. All the bad things are now over. I don't know what bad things we're talking about, but you know, it's all over. Just the various things getting canceled for no reason. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They never also, told us what was going on. No, never. I'm also being very sarcastic. <laughs> the arbitrary marking of a new year does not make things any better or, Except it or does. worse it completely changes everything and on new year's your entire life has changed you can just throw out everything from before and just start a new life listen pretty sure that's what tv has told me it's just the way the human mind likes to deal with things it compartmentalizes things fits everything into a nice little box so 2020 throw that box down the garbage chute and we'll start fresh with 2021 this week sprawlopolis sprawlopolis this one was designed by Stephen Armini, Danny Devine, and Paul Kaluka. Stephen, Danny, and Paul. Yeah, it's a one to four player cooperative game. Co-op games. We for, love them. For ages eight plus. And the estimate on this one is 15 minutes. They want eight-year-olds playing this game. They want eight-year-olds playing this game. They want eight-year-olds playing this game. <laughs> yes. We had together... Eight eight-year-olds playing this game, <laughs> all right? And so far, we have never won this game. No. No. <laughs> it's come eerily close, despite missing out eerily on close. how we could have got it. Maybe a couple moves here and there would have turned the loss into a victory. Maybe maybe not misreading the rule about roads yeah. might have helped. Might have made it worse, too. Yeah. Could have made it worse, too. Being like, we're going to try to avoid making it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we made more. Oh, no, we didn't. (laughs) Oh, no, we didn't fulfill any (laughs) of the other goals. I do enjoy this game a bit, quite a bit. Yeah, so Uh, this one is another wallet game. Yes. Very small. Very small. 18 cards again. 18 cards. Double-sided. Each side of the card is meaningful in some way. So on one side, you have your city. There's four different types of environments in that city. You have your industrial, your park spaces, your residential, and your commercial. And then on the other side of the card, you have the most important part. The rules for how this game will be scored. Yes, scoring. 18 different cards. Each one has a different scoring condition on the back. Or is it the front? It is one of the sides. And (laughs) I feel like it is the front, actually, just based on the way the cards curve. Some are much more difficult than others. It seems like the higher the score threshold that you need to make, the easier it is to achieve. Yes, so on each of those card faces that shows you the ways that you're going to be scoring, there's also a large score number. At the start of the game, you draw three of these cards. That's Those are your objectives. And the those numbers at the top, you add that together, that is the score you need to reach to win that game. But what's great is it's not just you. It's everyone who's playing. 
Yes. So you work together to beat that goal. Yes. Also, uh, a good note, the easier it is to score, the higher the score you have to actually achieve. Which is great, because it'll make up for the really difficult ones. Yes. Which will almost always make you lose some points, unless you're very, very careful about it. Exactly. Uh, And then also for the final scoring, you get to count up the largest group of each of those four categories, and you get one point for each block in that largest group. Yeah, so if you have six industrial blocks all touching each other uh, together as one group, you get six points. Good way to actually get a lot of points. Uh, Had we actually realized that, we might have achieved a few more points in our game as well. Maybe. Maybe. Again, who knows? But also at the end of that game, you get negative one point for each road in your city. Yeah, for each distinct road. Possibly the toughest part of the score. Yeah. Because we had, how many, what, we had like negative 12 or 15 points or something like that. It was a little rough at the end there. Yeah, we forgot, we forgot about the road part and kind of had a lot of roads. But we still were at 23 points of 28. That is the closest I think we've got. Yeah, I think the first game we played, we were like negative points or something. I think we were, I think we got negative points. Like we were, I mean, regardless, we were at. On around zero points. Yeah. I, th- I think this is time... actually the first time we got double digits, honestly. Yeah. And we got 23, which is huge, <laughs> especially after the last time we played, we got like nine. And before that, zero. Yeah. This is a challenging game, I will say that. But uh, no less if you do fun. find it more challenging, there are some rules for scaling that difficulty. Oh, really? So for a little easier game, you could choose to not lose points for roads. Fair. And if you want that game even harder... You can only score the largest group of one zone type. Ouch. Ouch. Why would you want to make it harder? It was only that. Apparently it was your only, teamwork is just so epic. It was that. only that gr- those groupings that actually got us any significant amount of points. Yep. Yeah. And you can cut out all but one of them. I think our total score, not including those and not including the negative points, I think was 12. No, it was it would have been under ten. Uh, yeah, it was pretty low. Because we it was got pretty low. We got about fifteen points from just the big spaces. That's right. That's right. So yeah, <laughs> yeah really, really rough game. I mean, listen, oh, I actually fun. really <laughs> enjoy this game. I really, really enjoy this game. It's just listen, I, I, I get frustrated when I lose a lot, yeah. and so for me to keep coming back to this game that I really uh, and I haven't won it yet. I think says a lot. Well, it turns it into a challenge. It really is a You know a you can do it. Yeah. I, it's, <laughs> it's just, yeah. I, never, I don't happen like to this time. shy away from a challenge, but I mean, after you can only take a challenge so many times failing it before you kind of move on. Yeah. But, but this upside, one, it's a I, different challenge. This time I really enjoy it. Yeah. And it is different every time because there are 18 distinct ways to score and three ways of those come up every time. So. Whatever the math is it's not on that. Infinite, it's not but infinite. It is large enough where it will yeah. usually be different for a considerable amount of time. Yeah, very, very, very unlikely that you're going to um, really repeat some scenarios, at least not back to back or yeah. within the same time frame. So uh, you're going to get a different experience every time. Plus, with different players having different uh, um, play styles and methods and ways to look at things, you can definitely uh, mix that up quite a bit. Yeah. Upside, you are allowed to talk with the other players. Just once the card that is going to be played is revealed, it has to be played. Yeah, and actually, um, why don't you talk about how you actually have a hand of cards? Because I think this one is actually a pretty unique style. Yeah, so at the start of the game, the player who is going to be going first gets dealt three cards. After that, 
all of the players are dealt one card. So then the starting player should now have four cards. Yes. And yes. all other players will have one card. Right. Uh, then the top card on the deck is put with the city side face up, and that's the start of the city. It's at this point where the player who is going first places one of their four pieces adjacent to the card that is on the bottom or overlapping. And that is the start of the Sprawlopolis. It's a pretty cool way. I like how the hand passes back and forth. So what? Once, uh... I didn't mention that part. Oh, you hadn't played that. <laughs> oh, that was the part. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, so what's really cool is that the the hand then gets passed to the next player. So you have four cards in your hand. You play one of them. You take those three remaining cards, pass it to the next player, and then you draw one more card. Yeah. Yeah, and so that new player now has three of the cards that you had and their one card that they were dealt at the start and they make their choice and then it just continues around until there are no cards left yeah you have yeah. to play every card in the game so and that's when the game ends there's 15 cards to build up your city and yes. get enough points i like that uh aspect i like you said you can't show each other you can't show the cards that you have in your hand and once you reveal a card that is the card that has to go down but you can talk about those cards as much as you want. You could try to describe them, but as soon as one of those cards is revealed, that has to be played somewhere on the map. And what's actually even cooler about that with that rule is worded, you can show a card, that's going to be the one that's played, but you can discuss with uh, the other players where to put yeah, it. Yeah, the best place to put it yeah. for the maximum amount of points yeah. or the least amount of loss. Yes, and that also actually, when you think about it, makes the last turn probably the most cooperative one because there's only one card. Yeah. Might as well just show it and then discuss where it goes. I really like that aspect of it. Yeah, but usually by the last turn, it's almost always Band-Aid duty. It, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, within, it once you get down least. to the last <laughs> four, maybe three cards, you are, you're already determining where they're going. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to kind of keep track and remember what each card is because they're all so similar. But once you get down to maybe about three cards, you've kind of got a plan. Yeah. They've gone around the where... table a couple of times. Yeah. Likely. And you, you, you're kind of getting a plan of where to put them. So uh, let's talk about some of the interesting rules on some of the back of these cards. Some of these cards have some uh, pretty interesting ones. Going back to the roads, I, I guess I'll start. Um, there's the super highway card. It's a uh, 12 points. Uh, it's worth 12 points, meaning you need to achieve 12 points to actually achieve this. Um, you get one point for every two road sections uh, that are part of your longest road. So if you can connect each of these uh, cards has a road on the back as well. You, you kind of want the least amount of roads as possible. So connecting roads together to make it so that it's only one road because you do lose a point for each individual road so connecting them all would only lose you one point across all those cards but with this card you also get an extra point for every two sections two road sections in that longest road right, so, so you, you could, could actually turn really long yeah you turn you, that negative point into like positive exactly four exactly so even uh even if you don't gain a lot of points with this just making up some of those negative points you get from all your roads uh, makes it uh, really worthwhile. We did play a game with this uh, card, and uh, again, we didn't win because we haven't won one. But that one got us. Uh, that one really helped. And and as we played the game more, if we were to get this one again, I think we could make a lot of good use of it. And what's interesting is the card that I picked is the number thirteen card. 
So it's the 13th threshold. 12 and 13, okay. Are around the same difficulty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I picked park hopping. So you get three points for a road that begins at one park and ends at a different park. Oh, interesting. So every time you do that, you get three points. That could we and we both can we both uh, selected road cards, which is interesting. Probably because that lost us on our last yep. game. So um, how do you make roads more valuable? Yeah. <laughs> I like that card actually. That, that could actually be a lot more valuable than even the the superhighway one. Yeah, because you can connect it with like one square of road. Literally one square of road, and you can do it unlimited times. Uh, well, not unlimited times, but, but as many times as you have road. You could yeah. try to work that out. So that actually is a... It's a good way to go. Yeah. I like that card. Yeah. But there's some in here that are a little bit more likely to lose you some points than get you some points. Boy, oh boy. And that's where ones. the difficulty starts piling up. Yeah. There are some pretty brutal ones. Actually, even the one that says one point per road that is a complete loop. That one, even though it's at a, it's a 14 point, which is supposed to be towards the easier side, that's fairly difficult. One point... Per... per section in that loop. Oh, one point per section in that loop. Yeah. So, oh, in the I example picture, wrong. there's a total of twelve roads connected in a loop that would give you twelve points. That makes a little more sense. Okay. Okay. So yeah. That's worth waiting. So if you more could points. pull that off, I was like one point <laughs> for every loop. That's nothing. <laughs> How is that? Okay. That okay. Just equals the amount that you, you lose 12, for the road itself. You get one point per road in the loop in each loop. Yeah, so if you could get that with the super highway, pile on the points. I mean, if you got the super highway and the looping lanes, that would be pretty nice. Probably good that you play with people who have good communication skills. That's the big thing, right? They won't get too mad when you mess up their plan with the, uh, whatever you put down. Yeah, you know what, mate? That, that's one thing we didn't do early enough, probably, is really trying to communicate what we had and where we want to play. I mean, we were in constant communication, obviously, but like the really being really descriptive of what cards we had and what options we had, we didn't start till later on. And that's probably a better idea to really start that communication as soon as the game starts, if not before. That's definitely a key strat, as uh, you say sometimes. But you say constantly. I do. I, well, <laughs> I've said it constantly in like three episodes. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, speaking of key strats, so do we have any key strats for this game now well whenever possible do try to at least group similar sections together so try to keep your industrial together try to keep your parks together yeah i mean that's much easier said than done but keeping in mind that you get one point per section in your largest area for each distinct area so you know one point for every industrial zone in your largest total industrial zone and the same for every other type of zone that adds up that adds it up does a lot add up. i think we had 17 points from our zones our largest zones in the last game and one of those zones was only two spaces yeah so definitely worthwhile to do and then the other thing is try to cover up some of those loose roads if you can yes you only score what you can see yeah Add, i mean having it i'll, I'll say this it almost seems worthwhile to ignore the negative road rule. All right. Because the closest we ever got, we completely ignored the negative road rule. 
And so it almost... It, but it, however, if we had paid a little attention, maybe we would have won. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But I do remember in our other games, it put so much emphasis... We did put so much emphasis on covering up those negative roads to prevent more negative score. I just can't help but notice when we didn't think about that rule at all, it was our highest scoring game by far, but not even not even close. Yeah, it was, it was like, like triple by, score, like triple <laughs> score almost. There might be something to be said for ignoring the negative road yeah. rule. I'm being very tentative when I say right. this, but it could be a key. It could be a good strategy oh, to, to try ignore the time. negative the negative road rule. Just who cares about how many roads you have going and really focusing on those uh, three scoring. Uh, objectives to maximize those scores and then hope that your negative roads are going to be offset by say like your positive others your or the uh like the zoning your largest zones yeah that i mean we basically had that 17 points in zones and i think we had negative 12 to 15 in roads so those offset and it was basically just our right. scoring from the the objectives so as long as there's not a rule that specifically punishes you for having those extra roads. Exactly. Then maybe uh, give them a pass for a little bit yeah. at least. It, it might maybe be. Maybe in the last rounds, just cover up a couple. Again, this is a really quick game. It says about 15 minutes, and that's pretty accurate. So that gives you a lot of opportunity to even try out different strategies like this one. This is one I definitely want to try some more and really figure out some good strategies. I think that's just something to look at just because our most successful one, we did completely ignore. Well, we completely forgot about that rule. Till the scoring part. Until until we, we double checked the scoring rule. Like, so whoops. I don't know. <laughs> there just there might be something to that. Might be. I we have not explored I it think enough. If we just did make a little bit bigger zones, then that might have just put us over the top. Yeah, I mean you're probably right. Like I said, the our residential zone was only two squares. Yeah. So yeah, that's another key strat is keep that in mind. Keep those uh zones in mind. Get some large zones. All yeah. right. You play to the rule. If you have a rule, try to get some points off of it. Oh, absolutely. Yes. You could end up with a negative. And that is a huge detriment, obviously. So really focus on those ones that could allow you to have a negative. You really want to focus on those and avoid them. Every point is so precious in this game. Which is great because there's a lot of games where it's like, oh, I got four points. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Four points isn't going to be the difference between winning and losing. <laughs> yeah, in this game, absolutely, yeah. literally four points. Uh, I think I think five points yeah, would have got us to the win. Done. We would have been one. Uh, we would have won. We needed five. Yeah, and I guess yeah. Overall feelings of the game. I really like this game. It's another yeah. one where it's like easy to just carry around. You could just throw it in your backpack. Yeah, throw like, it in your pocket. Yeah, and be like, you know what? It's a lunch break. Grab a friend, play this game for like fifteen yeah. minutes. Yeah, I mean, um, it's, what, two to four players, but, I mean, we just played a two-player game and honestly was the same as the three-player games we played. Yeah. Really quick, really fun, high strategy. We love high strategy. It's one of the more challenging games we've played. I mean, cooperative games do tend to be a bit more challenging. Because um, it is a pass-fail sort of thing. It is, yeah. Yeah, there's, you're not, it's not a competition, and there always has to be a winner. There's, you know, everyone wins or everyone loses, so it's a... Uh, uh, they typically tend to be tougher. The other one we play a lot of, um, or played a few times, was Thunderbirds, the board game, which we'll cover at some point. That one is yeah. tremendously difficult. I, I, a lot have we of... won that one yet? 
Did we win? We one? did win a we game win, with that one. We won. There was a lot of like juggling one. of plates, and I think we would have lost if on the final turn of that game we didn't like use every single resource yeah, we had. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, cooperative games do tend to be uh, more difficult, so this one does have that aspect. But you work together. It's definitely achievable. It's just again really yeah. tough. Grab some friends. Take fifteen minutes. Well, 20 minutes to talk about how the game works. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, make sure to take some time to communicate every turn. Yes. Very, very good game. Uh, yeah. Do you have a rating for this game? Um, This is a park picnic. It is a park picnic. Inside of an urban jungle. That's fair. I'll say this game, it's a block party. It's a block party. Definitely. A super highway on the way to fun. Fun and a bit of frustration. Oh, (laughs) definitely a lot of frustrations. A lot of stacks and scrapes. Scrapers. But there are a lot of central perks. Is that a friend's reference? No, it's one of the cards called Central Perks. Oh. And that card is a friend's reference. I I mean, it is, actually, when you think about the central perk. Yes. Got it. All right. This has been Cardboard, the board game podcast. I am Steve Davis. And I'm Devon Body. I don't know why I said that, but there we, we go. Normally don't that, say we don't normally say that on the <laughs> end. Uh, check us out on Twitter at Cardboard Podcast without the T. Uh, on Instagram at Cardboard Podcast with the T. Uh, I'm Sweep117 on both of those websites. And I'm at Devon Body on Twitter. And all sorts of posts there now. All sorts of posts. So many. So many. And I believe you are at <laughs> Static4000 on Instagram. All kinds of crazy posts going on there all the time, constantly. Uh, all right. I've gotten so much better at it. So much. <laughs> I mean, I believe you created both of those accounts just for this show. What? So, no. No, no. Who, who said that? All right, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening very, very much. Enjoy January. Start going to the gym in February when everyone is done uh, with their New Year's resolution to get fit. And we will see you next time. What are we talking about next? The next episode. I believe it is Machi Koro. Oh, yeah. I like that game. That is a great game. A lot of card games. That uh, is my lately. winningest game. Is it your winningest game? It's my winningest game. Machi Koro? I think maybe. Okay, sorry. We're switching it out. <laughs> next week is Dominion. Oh. No. <laughs> no. Next week, That's Machi my Koro. Losingest game. La- losingest game. Second losingest. I guess I've lost this game more than I've lost. Five percent. Five percentage. percentage <laughs> you've lost this game more, but it is Rollopolis. It's still only very close. Game. You're, you're only your win percentage. So good. Your win percentage <laughs> on the other one is still about one percent. So. Wait, right. I got one whole. Percent. You have one win. How many times have we played that game? Probably not a hundred, but probably at least. 23 20 to 30 or 40 yeah, yeah a lot of times statistical anomaly yes <laughs> how little i won that yeah it is you i think it's the last time we played that game you won yeah that was the last time i retired and now we've re- yeah you retired <laughs> never play again go out as the champion all right everyone uh take care bye it's a good one